Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. What do you see when you look out your windows at like 5 a.m.? I don't look out my windows at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> How about <Good> you? <laughs> Well, every now and again, we're beginning to see balloons. It's that time of year in Albuquerque. It's coming up. Yeah. It's coming up. It is coming up. Not until October, but the weather must be such that, um, yeah, it's always fun. (laughs) 
Well, I don't know about you, but we've had a little fall feel in the air for the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're not through with the hot weather here in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. It gets a little bit warm and a little bit on the muggy side, but it really has been nice. And we are looking forward to fall. I don't think we're but about, uh, I think, 28 days away, 27 days away from the start of fall. So that is pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. I want to wish my younger brother, Wayne, and his bride, Weta, a happy 50th anniversary today. Oh, hard to wow. Congratulations. Yeah, hard to yeah, 50 years. Uh, it, it just, it, it's mind-boggling to think. And I can remember, Bobby, uh, on their wedding, I sang for them, Speak Softly Love. From the oh. Godfather, you remember the theme from the Godfather? Yes, softly yes, love. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was fifty years ago today. So congratulations to you guys. Well, we've got a great, great show lined up for today. It is a packed show, and we've got some wonderful guests that we're going to be talking with and sharing music and poetry. So why don't you tell us who's joining us for the Campfire Cafe today? Happy to. Standing by is Randy Houston and joining us. And then we will be listening to um, the poetry of Valerie Beard and talking about cowboy poetry uh, in the second part of the first hour. That's right. We're going to have a great show for the Campfire Cafe today. And then on Saddle Up America, a good friend of ours, Miss Tammy Worley, is going to be joining us. And she's with the Mustang Heritage Foundation. Their big extreme Mustang Makeover event is coming up in Fort Worth in just a couple of weeks. So all of that's happening today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. But right now, let's entertain you with a song from Mr. Randy Houston from his new CD, Time Like These. It's called Dust Off Your Saddle. We'll be back in just a moment. There's a warm wind blowing down off the mountain The whistle pigs are singing songs of spring I'm hearing voices, does that mean I'm crazy? Well, I'm waiting for the quitting bell to ring I guess eight to five doesn't fit my program it costs too much just to earn this check This itch I feel is deeper than the bed bugs It's tighter than the tie around my neck Dust off your saddle, the voices say There's a little angel shouting in my brain the battle of security versus my insanity. The good guys are going to win the battle. And the voices say, dust off your saddle. The baby calves are banging on the spigot. The meadow larks have shucked their long johns. I'm getting sick of being homesick 
In a week or two, they're gonna call me gone. Bet the town folks figure I've gone crazy. Talk to myself and I answer back. I got visions of predestination. It must be a duck if it quacks. Dust off your saddle. The voices say, There's a little angel shouting in my brain. The battle of security versus my insanity. The good guys are going to win the battle And the voices say, dust off your saddle The voices say, dust off your saddle back to Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Network. We just heard Dust Off Your Saddle, written and performed by one of today's guests, Randy Houston. Singer-songwriter Cowboy, Randy Houston writes and sings about the stories dear to his heart, the American cowboy and love and respect for family and the land. A native of New Mexico, he runs Corriente Cattle on his ranch. Most of his songs come from experiences on that ranch or stories he hears while interacting with other ranches. He's written some of the most widely recognized of contemporary cowboy music, and his songs have been recorded by some of the stars of this genre. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, fourth-generation livestock producer, first-generation award-winning hit maker, and documentary filmmaker, Randy Houston. Welcome, Randy. Thank you. It's great to be here. How to do, cowboy? Howdy. So, Gary, let's just open the ball right now. You fit in so well with the cowboy crowd because typically cowboys are the master of understatement. And you said, yeah, here in Tennessee, it does get a little bit warm and a little bit muggy. (laughs) (laughs) That is an understatement. That is an understatement. And which kind of leads me to to my first question for you today, Randy. Uh, for the for the worldwide audience that's listening in, Randy is a New Mexican, but you spent how many years here in Tennessee in Nashville? Oh, I, I don't I don't tell people that. Uh huh. Big, uh-huh. big uh-huh. deep dark secret. Actually, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was. Yikes. I seriously don't remember exactly, but it was about 15 years or thereabouts. All right. All right. So about 15 years here in Nashville. And so here's my question. You married a beautiful woman who's from Kentucky. And and a lot of folks don't know that you're also a veterinarian or have been a veterinarian. Um, how did you meet Julianne? Well, I I think once a veterinarian, always a veterinarian, even though I don't practice anymore. Um, I worked on um, a bunch of the fancy horses up there in the Lexington, Kentucky area. And Julianne also worked in the horse industry, and it was through that that I met her. 
And then you talked her into <clears throat> coming, I guess, to Nashville, or did you go straight to New Mexico? To Nashville. It was, yeah. To Nashville? We, we went, yes. Yeah, we were in Nashville and, and um, stayed there quite a while, and then we headed back west again. So how long did it take you from the time that you met this young lady before you popped the question? Wow. I, you're asking, I should have I should have studied for this test. It was it was I'll figure it out and I'll tell you exactly. It was about four years. Okay. All right. For some reason, Randy, we've had a lot of uh, uh, musical couples on the show for the last couple of months, and it's been kind of fun to find out uh, how they met and then how long before the guy finally got smart enough to ask his wife to be his wife. And, and Bobby, well, there must be something about these musicians because they are just pretty doggone slow. I mean, you know, four well, years. Okay, let me tell slow. you, I fall yeah. I, I it, it's not that I'm slow. It's just I'm not very smart, and so it took me a while to figure out the right thing to do. But I do have to tell uh, you that I knew I wanted to date Julianne right away when I first met her, and I asked her out several times before she consented. And so wow. even if I, even if I'm not very smart, I'm persistent. And all other human traits pale in comparison to persistence. So, <laughs> oh gosh, well I'm glad you were persistent. I'm glad you were persistent. She's a lovely, <laughs> lovely too. lady. You did good. Actually, both of us married up. I'm, I'm really sad to say now we both married up. That's pretty cool. That you know, cool. And, and I agree. But men find themselves in that category. <laughs> well, I'm afraid I'll have to agree. Yeah. yeah. I'm afraid I'll have to agree. I want to get to another song real quickly. This is the title track for times like these. Um, tell us about, I've got a couple of questions right quick. Sure. Tell us about how the, the CD came to be, and then uh, are you are you actually marketing CDs? Are you selling CDs today, or is it more digital digital downloads? Wow, you asked two huge questions. The CD came to be just because I like to, you know, turn out music, and it takes a while between each one. One of the main reasons for me that it, <coughs> excuse me, it takes a while between each CD is that I'm really picky about which songs I record, and I record all of my own music, um, or songs that I've written or co-written, and I don't recommend that for all artists. In fact, I recommend the opposite, but for the, you know, the really great performer singers, I think they need to use other people's songs, the best songs. So anyway, I stack up songs till I think I've got enough that I consider to be good enough, and then I make the CD. So, and I think we need to quit saying made the CD and just say I made the mm-hmm. album because right. CDs right. are going away, as we mm-hmm. all they know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's seriously, in, in previous pressings of my CDs, my initial 
order would be two or three thousand, and then would usually end up being anywhere from seven to ten thousand CDs. And now, this first time I ordered a thousand, and I've still got boxes of them left. Um, wow! And that's wow. that's just the way it's going with CDs. Uh, well, vehicles it is. Don't it, have you them. Know. Yeah. No. And I no. and I will. If I want to give someone a CD, the first thing I ask them is, do you have a way to play this thing? And a lot of times mm-hmm. they say no. They say they don't. Yeah. So, um, so, it's, so now it's digital marketing. Um, and that's, that's been going on for a while, but yeah, I yes. haven't really pursued it. It's just been kind of a sideline to our, di- our, our physical sales. And now it is the main part. And unfortunately, it's not very lucrative. Um, you have to to get a lot of plays before you make any money to speak of at all. Um, but I've, I've delved into it. I'm working really hard at it. And um, I guess it's paying off. I'm getting a lot of digital listens. Um, I've increased my digital presence considerably i was told i needed to get on tiktok and instagram (laughs) and and i've done that and um it's been remarkable i've I've done much better than i thought i would um yeah so far so i got on those uh back in january learned how to use them and then doing um you know using it as promotion but making videos and using songs as the backgrounds of the videos and I've had over four million plays uh, oh my gosh since, since I jumped into that now if I could just translate that into cash that'd be great and that'd, make, that'd be some. wonderful wouldn't it yeah oh, wow. I, do get, wow. I get some wow. for it but um, it, to me it's been remarkable because I really didn't think I'd be able to pull that off um, but well you actually anyway. been talented with your videos for for a long time, so you're just kind of transitioning well, into you. something a little different. Yeah. Well, let's play times like these. We're going to come back and talk more with our very special guest, Mr. Randy Houston, today. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. <laughs> In a cottonwood tree Looking over the dry sappy Smoke from the mountains Like thunderstorm clouds The ash falls to ranches below It's a curse and a blessing This bond that we forge The links in this long cowboy chain When times are tough, we all pull together. One hurts, we all feel the pain. It's times like these when it seems our world has come to an end. We hold on to hope, hold to the promise. Times will get better again We'll shout and we'll cry 
We'll ask God why As we fall down on bended knees And pray for the strength To get us through times like these the Horses are waiting Breakfast is late To them it's just another day Cattle will soon be drifting to water. The eagle has gone on his way. And me, I'll put one foot in front of the other. And somehow we'll all make it through. With how great thou art. And Jesus loves me. Cause that's what ranch folks do It's times like these When it seems that our world has come to an end We hold on to hope Hold to the promise Times will get better again We'll shout and we'll cry We'll ask God why As we fall down on bended knees Pray for the strength To get us through times like these Today we'll gather Celebrate life And honor the great memories Pray for the strength to get us through times like these, times like these. Times like these, master storyteller Randy Houston, the title track from his new album, which came in at number 10 on the most recent International Western Music Association Top 30 Cowboy Western Album Chart. Congratulations on that, Randy. Thank you. I have a a kind of a follow-up question to the conversation that you and Gary were having just a moment ago. Um, As a creative, um, you know, power behind the albums that you create, as you move away from albums and perhaps to um, just uh, digital releases, does the concept of kind of building an, an album of songs that hang together well Will that does that change? Will you will you begin to think about well, I can just release this one, and well, I'll release you know another one. Like, do you have to sort of change your whole thought process as you think about what you might release next? Uh, and great question, Bobby. And so, in my education on this digital stuff and the digital releases. The easy answer to that is, first, I'm going to start doing that. And second, they still allow, we still have, okay, in digital formats, they have albums and they have Mm -hmm. singles. And you can take, you can release 30 singles, and then you can pull out 10 or 12, however many you want, and call that an album. 
and oh. call it a, get a whole new release date and you oh. get a whole new um, chance to promote a product. So I anticipate that I will do songs that may not hold together as an album, but at some point I'll gather those up and then we'll have an album release. And to make it even more confusing, I can take, let's say I have four four songs that I've not ever released digitally and combine them with six that I have released and then I can release those four as singles because they've never been released and then release the album. So a lot of that mm-hmm. is, is more about promotion than it is uh, anything else. Wow. So when you release a single or, or eventually as an album, do you do a strong image? I mean, do you create um, like an album like an album cover, you know, do you, do you still go through of the same things that one would go through to create a hard copy? And I know you and I have talked about this. It's disappointing not to get the liner notes, not to get <laughs> the photographs or the drawings. And and it is, I used to spend a lot of time on that and try mm-hmm. and come up with a, something really nice. And so the answer is most of that is gone. But That's the, album cover, the album cover still has to be there. In fact, the digital um, mm-hmm. streaming uh, platforms require your cover. Mm-hmm. So even though it's just a little thumbnail of your cover, um, you know, it has to be good. And that, mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. that is what people will see next to your song that they are streaming. Okay, and that and that makes sense, especially if they want to share, um, you know, share something. You you really have to have an image if you want to be promoting something. Yeah. You, you kind of have to have yeah. some kind of an image. You um your songs, um, Randy are they are story story songs. Uh, it's one of the things that I love about Western music and poetry is that it's not just a chorus kind of over and over again. That there's real body and story to what you write. Um, The next one that I think Gary's going to play is one of my favorites off this album. I remember when I first received this album, I played this one over and over and over again, and it is I Am the Storm. Um, Can you give us a little backstory on this, this song? Yes, I'd heard that expression, and I think we all have, and it's it even got popular enough that it's, you know, there's tons of memes out there now about, um, you know, I am the storm. So I had that, that thought in the back of my mind and then um, realized that I wanted to use that as a song idea to honor our military. And then to make it more complicated, like most of my songs are, the next, at least to me, the next layer is that, it also has strong Christian background as well. And Mm -hmm. those lesser meanings like that, it really gives my heart a leap when someone gets that. If they don't, it's fine. On its face, it's a song saluting our military. But um, I was at Cimarron. I played that song actually at the church service at Cimarron last year. And um, Dale Page afterwards said, wow, he said, 
oh, through that whole song, I just saw the the Archangel Michael just swinging his sword through the air, and I was like, wow, somebody got that part of it. Somebody so, got that's, it. That's yeah. that's the story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's take a listen oh, to I Am the Storm. This is Randy Houston. What? Yes, Randy, go ahead. What did you want to say? Uh, no, it, and for the military part of it, it spans many time periods. It starts out with a horse, but you can also see or believe in the second verse that it's our mechanized warfare now. So that was it. All right. Well, this is I Am The Storm. It is from the album Times Like These. Our guest is Randy Houston. We'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> Captain said you're headed to a hurricane of hell You'll never make it through the storm alive Warrior awakens, he is coiled up to strike He says, Captain, it's not me you need to warn May God have mercy on the men I meet today Cause I am, I am the storm
I love that. It's from the CD or the album, Times Like These. We're talking with Randy Houston today. And, uh, Randy, I know that our audience out there probably is wondering, how did a rancher, a cowboy, get to be as knowledgeable as you are about music? And I know you don't want to talk about Nashville, but you did spend time in Nashville in the music industry, didn't you? I did. And, no, it's not that I don't want to talk about Nashville. I was joking about that. Um, Nashville was very good to me. So I was in Kentucky. I was making trips down to Nashville. I wanted to succeed in the music business. I'd been involved in music all of my life up till then. My mother had her master's in music. And um, on my trips to Nashville, I kind of saw what I thought it would take to survive in Nashville in the music industry. It is really hard to do that. Um, I ended up teaming up with some other people that were established in the business, and um, I really didn't write very much when I was in Nashville because I started a publishing company in partnership with these other people, and I felt like it was a conflict of interest for me to represent my own songs and represent other people's songs. But I I did a really deep dive into figuring out what it took to succeed there, and um, the publishing company was a success. It turned out really good. So I know Nashville was really, really, Nashville was super good to me. And I did write and I did perform. I played at the Bluebird a few times and did other things. But, um, uh, yeah, no, I loved Nashville. It was great. Well, it's a pretty good town. And, and fortunately, my wife is fitting in very well. She's just tickled to death with the folks that she's meeting here and writing with. But um, I was listening to a music executive this morning, and and they just frankly said that most people don't make it in the music business here. You know, it's like one yeah, out of the, five or yeah, less, you know. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the stats are, are pretty disappointing. And and you said one out of five or less. I think it's even less than that, or at least it used well, to be. Well, probably so. I, yeah, I don't know if that's changed, but um, it's tough. And, if, you know, especially if you don't have another source of income or a decent job while you're there trying to break in, it is really tough um, to get in there and do good. And so um, that was a wonderful time. But I just like what I do here better. Well, you were raising cattle. If I'm not mistaken, I believe you told me you raised cattle out in Leaper's Fork for a while. I, I You broke up through there. I'm sorry. I said, I, I believe you told me you raised cattle out in Leaper's Fork for just a little while. Oh, that was true. And and that was kind of the hint that told me, told me I needed to get back to the West. I, as I got more successful in the music business and made a little bit of money, I was buying more cows. So I was spending more time with my cows than I was in, in Nashville, in town, and, and um, finally realized that that's really where my where my heart is. Well, and today you couldn't afford race cattle in Leapers Fork. That's where everybody lives now. It's it's crazy. Yeah, isn't that inter- isn't that interesting? We we got there at the right time. Um, we were able to sell at the right time. We sold when. It really got popular. Our our little farm, good golly, I think we got 
I, I forget now, but it was something like almost 10 times what I paid for it. Um, wow. Just wow. because, just because it was, um, it, it had exploded in the, in popularity. That's crazy. It is crazy. Well, we want to get to yep. another song, and uh, and this one is one that, uh, Bobby, I added this to the set list. This is a great song, and uh, and I think I saw a video on this that, and I kind of scratched my head, and I thought, now, is that Randy riding that Bronx? And then I thought, no, nah, he knows better than that. But uh, <laughs> this, this is one called Right of My Life. We're going to take a listen to that and come back. It's from the album times like these. Spectators pay to witness a wreck or the bucking horse ballet on the hurricane deck. There's no one to watch cause I'm out here alone If the outcome is bad, they'll gather my bones My foot's in the stirrup, his cheek to my side I'm one step away from the ride of my life My neck is too stiff, I refuse to yield Son of the land of the leather and steel This horse is my siren, beauty that blinds The next wheeling victim, I'm standing in line My foot's in the stirrup, his cheek to my side I'm one step away from the ride of my life I've been here before and I chew on the pain This time will be different, my stubborn refrain Maybe insanity, my driving force The spring gets tighter inside of my horse My foot's in the stirrup, his cheek to my side And I'm one step away from the ride of my life Ending is written on blank canyon walls Like whispers of echoes of dry waterfalls The shock of the lightning, the feel of the flash The phoenix reborn from breathing the ash My feet in the stirrups, a leg on each side Sit back and enjoy the ride of my life My feet in the stirrups A leg on each side Sit back and enjoy The ride of my life Ride 
of my life, Randy Houston from his newest album, Times Like These. So, Randy, I know our listeners will want to go and um, find you on all those places you talked about, Instagram, TikTok, and so forth. So where do they go? Okay, and the the key is just knowing that my last name is spelled H-U-S-T-O-N, not like the city. It's spelled like Huston. Um, on the social media apps, Randy Houston or Randy Houston Music will find all of those things. Um, and then I also have randyhouston.com. It does not have the links to those deals, but for the people that are still dinosaurs, I have CDs for sale on that on the website. <laughs> oh, I guess that's what I am. <laughs> Me too. I I was thinking the other day, I thought, you know, I don't have a CD player in the house. Fortunately, my cars are old enough that I still have a CD player in in both cars. But uh, I don't have anything in the house to play a CD on anymore. We do. It's gone, you know. We do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have five if you count our laptops and our computers. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, they're and now they're making the computers without CD players. Yes. I have a yes. an external CD drive to plug That's in the yeah. computer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I poured a glass of wine all over my last computer, Randy, and killed it. Oh, and so I had to go Uh-oh. buy a new computer, and I kept looking for one with a CD uh, player in it, so I could download music that people sent. Didn't have one. Huh? I had yeah. uh, I had to buy an external drive. Yeah. Uh, yep. So I was the same way. Best yep. Buy was happy to see me come in. Best Buy was happy to uh, see you, me. Oh yes, yeah. no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Well, Randy so Houston, you much, have been a how, fabulous guest. Well, I have a real important question. How much longer do we have? Uh, uh, we got long enough to play this next song. Okay, I gotta say because I know you're gonna run me off. I'm so excited that you've got Valerie Beard coming on. She's one of my <laughs> favorite people. She's one of my favorite people ever. And um, I wish her huge success with her, her poetry. Well, she has a great new album that we're going to be listening to in just a minute. But uh, yes. And Valerie's on the line now, so she heard exactly what you had to say. <laughs> so it was good. Uh-oh. Good thing Uh-oh. you said something really nice. Good thing you said oh, something really yeah. nice. No, she but, knows uh, I will, because I'm telling you, seriously, I'm a big, big fan, big fan. Oh, gosh. Well, Randy Houston, you have been fantastic. We look forward to having you back again. And I will tell you this, and, and I do not say this, but there are about three albums that I think qualify for album of the year. And this is one of them. It's times like these, and it is fantastic. So thanks again for being with well, us. Thank today. you. Wow, I appreciate that. I really do. The IWMA has not noticed me before, so it would be nice. <laughs> well, we bring some attention to you this time, okay? But anyway, this is Randy Houston. It's Cowboy Card. And uh, Randy, come back and see us, my friend. We've sure enjoyed I'll do it. it. Thanks. All right, thanks so much. Cowboy, so I studied those cowboy songs. 
In no time I was qualified to make little doggies get along. Got a hat, got some boots, growing hair on my upper lip. What really makes my outfit pop is the pistol on my hip. I'm learning all the lingo, took a course on cowboy talk. Put a rock in my boot so I would limp, now I can walk the walk. I got jingle bobs and a wild, wild rack and some big boy underwear. Studied up on raisin fruit in case I had to grow a pair. I see my outfit that you are a cowboy, yippee coyote lady who. Get yourself an outfit, you can be a cowboy too. The punchers and the buckaroos will soon be calling me par. When the county clerk Issues me my cowboy card. I can hardly wait, saddle old paint and punch some cows around. Push them here, push them there, push them up and I push them down. I'd buy a pair of woolly shafts if you know someone who has them. An addictionary that translates cowboy sarcasm. I say by Ralph, it's you or a cowboy, yippee coyote lady. Valerie Beard is a rancher's wife, teacher, writer, group cook, quilter, and reader. She and her husband, cowboy poet Floyd Beard, live in southeast Colorado and run Corriente cattle with their daughter and son-in-law. They keep a few border collies around to stay humble. (laughs) Valerie was a top five finalist for International Western Music Association Female Poet of the Year in 2019. Her poetry is featured in the book Four Aces and a Queen, and she just released her first poetry album, No Better Life, The Cowboy Poetry of Valerie Beard. We are so delighted to have her with us. Please welcome Valerie Beard. Welcome, Valerie. Well, thank you so much, Bobby Jean. It's such a pleasure to be here with you all today. 
Hey, Valerie, I'm I'm glad that Randy is gone now, so we can just say whatever we want to about him. <laughs> we can just relax and have fun without that man around. <laughs> we can, we can. By the way, I have had so many people that had so much fun when uh, Mrs. Claus was on the show back in December. <laughs> You you know, that was so much fun to do with both of you and Floyd. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, We may have to make that an annual thing or something. An annual tradition. That's right. We might have to. We would love that. (laughs) Too much fun. Well, this, Uh, uh, this album is absolutely fantastic. So thanks for getting this in our hands. But it's called No Better Life. And uh, and how did this come about? Um, the album or the poem? <laughs> well, the album, no better life. Well, then we'll get to the poem, but the album itself. Okay. All right. Um, you know, for years, my poet friends have been asking me when I'm going to get around to to putting a CD out, and I'm just kind of dragging my feet, and you know, I wanted I wanted everything on it to be just the perfect poem because. And I didn't want any weak points in there. And so finally, I called up Butch House at the uh, ranger station in Bertha and made an appointment (laughs) to record a CD. And at that point, I knew it was real. So I went in the office and sat down and cranked out a few more poems to get on there. (laughs) And it turned out that I really (laughs) like the the last ones that I wrote. And they're some of my favorites. So it all turned out good. This is a great CD. So tell us about No Better Life, because that's the first one we're going to get to. Okay. Um, several years ago, Floyd and, and his pards were heading down to Alpine, Texas, for the Texas Cowboy Poetry Gathering in February. And they were predicting a snowstorm. And I said, you know, guys, I'll stay home, and I'll take care of the cows. You just go. And so they did. And it turned out that, yes, we did have a blizzard. And, and I took care of the cows. And you know, it was it was just a wonderful time to be there with me and the cows and, and to be able to handle the situation. And so that was that was the impetus for that poem. Well it is a great poem. Let's take a listen to No Better Life. Our very special guest today is Miss Valerie Beard. Be back in just a moment. The old faucet drips as slowly she sips her coffee in morning's dull glow. Storms rage in the battle, she's home with the cattle. The temperature reads five below. The wind was a blow and it was still snowing, she stepped out to do morning chores. The snow is a drifting with icy snakes sifting. A solid sheen sealed the barn doors. Wet flakes stung her face. She steadied her pace, her scarf danced an icy staccato. Wires thrummed out a wail, trees bent to the gale. Barneeds moaned a mournful vibrato. Inside it was still. She forked them their fill, they nickered from stalls safe and warm. She calmed down their fears, scratched soft neck and ears, then plunged right back into the storm. The truck started rough. Though it was enough, she'd loaded the bales night before, then drove from the haystack with two dogs in the back and one settled down on the floor. Adrift to the knee, she broke the gate free and plowed into the sheltered corral. With no cows in there yet, 
A feller could bet that old horn rip would soon be her pal. Was it worth the chance to play the gate dance just in case the old Jessies came in? She rolled bales to the ground and glanced round at the sound of that old horn cow just sporting a grin. Horn sallied right up and started to sup on a bale that she jerked to the ground. Ignoring the cow, the wife burrowed her brow and spread hay with a vigor newfound. Confronting the cow, she knew that somehow she must wrestle that bale on again. With a wave and a yell, old Horn could just tell it was time to move on in the pen. Now with the cow gone, she tossed the bale on, the dogs hunkered down by the spare. She crawled back in the truck, spun out through the muck, back into the rime-frosted air. Her cowboy's away, thoughts with her today. He worries for her with the chores. They'd warned of the squall that arrived at nightfall, and he wished she could just stay indoors. Back home in the gale, she knows without fail the ice and the tank will be frozen. A lick of the axe and several hard whacks. She thinks of the life that they've chosen. Shards flew here and there, spray froze in the air, ice chunks were soon scattered about. Cows filtered in slow, they all seem to know that she'd be there for them, there's no doubt. Cows walk to the hay, a bovine buffet. She's glad they'd come in from the range. Two years in the drought, but they'd never sell out. She knew others might think it strange. Stood watching them eat as the wild wind beat at her clothes caked and frozen with snow. Then, after a while, walked off with a smile and thought no better life she could know. Better Life, written and performed by our special guest, Valerie Beard, from her new album. It is the title poem from her new album, No Better Life. And speaking of albums, Miss Valerie, congratulations. This album came in, made its first appearance, I believe, on the Western Charts, 10 Most Played Poetry Albums. It entered and swept in at number one. Congratulations. (laughs) Well, thank you. You know, I I was a little bit surprised about that, frankly. <laughs> you know, I, I know we I I got a lot of good good help and good people to help me with it, and um, you know, we did a good job on it. But you know, usually you kind of creep onto the chart and hope that you'll you'll work your way up a little bit. And uh, I am I'm just so honored and pleased. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, you just you arrived and made your mark for sure. It's really terrific. <laughs> and there and the poetry that the, the the all of the albums that are on that um list really are remarkable. I I keep feeling over the years of listening to western music and poetry that that our um songwriters, performers and poets you're just getting better and better and better and the quality of the work is getting better and better and better and it's a joy to play it. So um so congratulations. Um one of the things uh, and I mentioned this to Randy too I think about uh, what sets western songwriting and western poetry maybe apart is that it really is story and it and it comes 
from the the creator, in this case you, you have lived what you write and recite about. It's yeah. not from a book. It's not book learning. It is it is it is what you live. And um how, um, how do you keep track of um, of events that happen that you might say to yourself, oh, there might be a good poem in that? Do you carry around a little <laughs> notebook or talk into your phone? Or, or what do you do so you don't miss an opportunity? You know, sometimes it's just a word or sometimes it's a phrase or sometimes mm-hmm. it's the slant of the sun. And oh. um, on my phone, you know, if I don't have something close by, like at home, then I'll just put it on notes on my phone so I can go back and then move it over to my poetry ideas book later on. Okay. Okay. I, I keep I keep rough drafts and ideas and thoughts um, and, and a little book at home, and then I'll go back to them when I'm I'm like I needed to get a couple poems for this last for the CD and. So I was going through there, and so that's where I I grabbed some ideas that I had put down previously. So I didn't have to just come up totally mm-hmm. from scratch for a couple of poems. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that there, there's almost probably not a day that doesn't go by that you don't have something that <laughs> something that could become material. Uh, you of, know, of when course. you say the slant of the sun, I mean, there just it just must be. Uh, a material all yeah. around you. Yes, you know there is, and it. I don't know that it matters really where you live. You know, you can be in the middle of nowhere like we are, or you can be in the middle of a large city, and and there are things that strike you, that hit you at any time that that could inspire a poem or a song. Mhm. Mhm. Now on this album, um, it's so fun to see the credit lines that uh, Jennifer Dennison did some of the photography, and um, Jean Prescott was your producer. Uh, you yes. want to talk a little bit about the? Um, I know Gary asked how it came about, but it was fun to read some names of people that we know that were involved in the project. You no, know, I was I was just so excited. You know, I I think this one was just heaven sent, frankly. But everyone that I called and and asked for help immediately just oh I would love to do that. Um, I started first with um, Dale Burson because mm-hmm. I knew I wanted him to do background music for me, and you know I I knew with his talent he could just kind of pick up whatever I wanted, and I like his his sound. He has Mm-hmm. A soft sound to his music, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then um, Jean, I had been working with her, and uh, I just love her song "The Ridge" from her Satisfied mm-hmm. Hearts CD, and mm-hmm. uh, so I wrote the reunion as just kind of the mother's reaction, the rest of the story to go with that, and I asked her, you know, would you be willing to to help me put this into a a song slash poem for my CD, and and she said she'd be happy to do that. She says, "We well, do you want me to come up?" and and it's like, "Do I want you to come up?" <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. And then uh, when it came time to put the graphics together, uh, I gave Jennifer a call, and she says, "You know, I'm so glad you called because I've, I'm just in this transition in my life, and I was just." 
kind of thinking about something, and she says, I'll hop in the car, and I'll be down there in a couple of days. We'll take pictures. Oh, I agree. You know, I was ready to go to her and whatever it was going to take. And she came down to our house, which was wonderful because we had the cows, you know, we have dust, we have, you know, we have the country. <laughs> so yeah. it was a great backdrop. And then um, yeah. Jean producing the, uh, the CD, we were in the studio and, you know, I haven't done anything like this before. And Dale and Jean have eons of experience, you know, in their short lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just, it just progressed naturally. And I am so glad that Jean just took our hands and held us up in prayer and led us. And then things fell into place. And, mm-hmm. you know, she said, you know, she would give me ideas. And, and so we just, came about that she would help me produce the album and oh my goodness I am so fortunate Mm, that's wonderful Gary what do you want to play next well we're going to go ahead and do this this poem it's a great poem called El Toro Diablo okay and uh, (laughs) let's take a listen to that we'll be be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe They called him El Toro Diablo Five years to the day he was born The vaqueros did dread his seven-foot spread Was a mountain of muscle and horn Now Diablo had worn out his welcome On ranges nearby to his home They moved him around to a pasture they'd found Where he'd no longer find need to roam Along in the freshness of springtime, the sky was a bright, brilliant blue. It awoke yearnings to stray. That fence it gave way with that pasture. Diablo was through. He wandered out onto the roadway, and tiring, he soon stopped for a rest. As the people went by, things soon went awry, for they misjudged him as only a pest. The cars had soon littered the pavement. Folks jumped out to shoo him away. They thought it'd be quick. Jab him with a stick so they all could just be on their way. Diablo had different intentions. He pawed and he started to snort. He hooked one in the rear and it became clear. Old Diablo was just there for sport. They soon saw that he was a devil. He blew snot and he threw his horns round. So they all gave him space, stepped back in disgrace, drew a breath and heart stopped, eyes spellbound. For Diablo is high stepping westward toward town at a mightily pace. He had something in mind and we feared what we'd find, but we all just joined up in the race. Two cyclists were decked out in lycra and both had just crested the rise Headed eastward, they were, their minds in a blur, unaware of impending surprise. With blood in his eye, old Diablo, head on, met the bikes on the hill. He saw both of them quick, and just with a flick on his horn, they're a-dangling still. So, if you by chance see Diablo and happen to stop for a chat, you might ask real polite, 
about that queer site? We still wonder where them bikers is at. I think we've all known an El Toro <laughs> Diablo at some point in time. That's so cool. I wanted to mention on uh, No Better Life, I, you know, I miss, I, I, you know, I haven't done it in two years. I miss breaking ice. I miss getting out and having to break ice <laughs> with horses. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think if, if you live that life, it just becomes something that, uh, you know, I dreaded. I always dreaded it, but. Now that I'm not doing it, I miss doing it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a great life to live. But anyway, well, you know, I, uh, I gloves are a good thing. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, now I had I asked Randy this, and I've asked several of our guests that have been couples that have been on the show before. Now, I don't think I've asked you and Floyd this before, but how did the two of you meet? Oh, golly. Um, we were both in college, and he had previously been to where I started at college, and then he transferred to CSU in Fort Collins, and I was at Mesa State in Grand Junction. And he still had friends there, and he came back to visit those friends. And uh, so I met him then. And at that time, you know, he was a legend among his friends, and it was like, oh, goodness sakes. This guy cannot be that great. <laughs> I got to ask, what was he legendary for? You know, I've got to ask that. You're going to love this. And he told great stories. Okay. <laughs> Storyteller. <laughs> yes. He would just make up Mm-mm. stories off the cuff and just entertain people. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now, for Floyd, when did poetry start for him? You know, he was writing in the early 80s when, you know, where we were at, it really wasn't a thing. And, you know, but he would he would go out, he was working on a ranch, and, and he would get inspiration. He would come home and, and scratch it out and, uh, you know, just kind of stick it somewhere in a file folder or something. And then later on, we found out that they did things like cowboy poetry gatherings and and there was this event in Elko where where they were doing this, and you know it wasn't till uh, like two thousand six or so that uh, he really started going out and doing more of this, okay, but all right. he wrote all the time, so you know he he has lots and lots of poems. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I, I was going to ask. <clears throat> I was going to ask this. So, uh, how does he feel about the fact that you're at number one in the most played poetry albums, and he's at number six? <laughs> you know, I love that you asked that, Gary. Because last quarter he was at number one. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh gosh. Oh, but gosh. you know he's he's That's... had his time there, and uh, so he <laughs> he loves it. He is so supportive of me, and oh, you know, he great. couldn't be more thrilled. Oh yeah, that is we're great. Good. So was he the? I guess he was the influence for you to begin your poetry. He was. You know, I 
I joke about it that it was just out of self-defense because I was at these gatherings with him anyway, so I decided I, I might as well join him. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I decided to to start writing, and, um, you know, I really enjoyed I I love writing, but I love enjoy, I uh, love performing. I love being with the audience and uh, in their reaction and, you know, building that relationship during the course of uh, a session or a set. Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, this is another great poem from No Better Life, the album, and uh, it's one called To Those Who've Gone Before. Tell us about this one. You know, this was this is a Bruce Kiskadden poem, and um, I was just kind of looking for a few things to, to fill it out, and I decided on this one because you know, it's short, and DJs can fit it in pretty quickly, and I also like the message in it. But during the recording, we were just kind of tossing melodies back and forth, and Butch was throwing out ideas, and Gene was throwing out ideas, and Bill said, oh, well, he's just over there picking around on his guitar. How about how about this one? And he started to play and sing this um, song. And uh, then he said, well, I think I should do it without my voice, without the song. And, and Floyd, the only thing that Floyd said about my CD is that, no, no, you need to sing that song, Dale. That's wonderful. So he oh, did the uh, before and after on it. Well, this is great. This is to those who've gone before. We're talking with Valerie Beer today on the Campfire Cafe. I lean my back against an oak Thinking it was a trusted tree First it bent And then it broke And so my love Proved false to me They were comrades in hours of gladness They were friends in the hours of need They were close at our side in the blizzard they'd battled the mad stampede. No monument tells their story, no words from a poet's pen, but they carved the scrolls to their memory in the lives and hearts of men. Their faces gleam in the embers as we rest in some far-out camp, alone with the sounds of the night wind and the picketed horses tramp. We thank the all-wise creator that we met with them here on earth. Those characters bold and daring and strong in their sterling worth. For regardless of fame and fortune, we know when our lives are through, we'll meet with the God that made us and the souls of the friends we knew. Roses bloom.
Beautiful. Wow. We're listening to Valerie Beard from her album, No Better Life. And that was to those who've gone before. Um, and the lyric to that is written by uh, Bruce Cascadden to the part of that was sung to those who've gone before. It's been delightful to have you with us, Valerie. And I know that we're going to see you here in New Mexico, both you and Floyd are going to take the Chevron Pavilion stage at the New Mexico State Fair on September 15th. You'll be on stage, I think, at 3 o'clock, and then Floyd takes the stage at 4.30. So we look forward to seeing you there. Where else are you going to be, and how can our listeners find your poems and your uh, and the book and so forth? Okay, this well, this coming Monday and Tuesday, Floyd and I will both be um, at the Snow Pine Resort in Alta, Utah for their Western Days. And uh, then, like you said, at the New Mexico State Fair on September 15th. And um, you can contact me. Uh, you can call me on my, my phone at 719-740-1086. Or you can drop me an email at ValerieBeard2019 at gmail.com. And I can get you outfitted with all your listening and reading needs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm making a note of that. Okay. (laughs) Well, for our worldwide audience out there, if you have not been familiar with cowboy and cowgirl poetry. This has been a great first experience for you out there. And uh, and I'm going to encourage you to reach out to Valerie and, and order this fantastic album. We just didn't have time to play all of it today, but it is all terrific, and you will thoroughly enjoy it. And Valerie Beard, we're going to have to have you and Floyd and Santa and Mrs. Claus back in December as well. So that was just too much fun. We'll get our bells on. All right. All right. We're going to wrap up uh, this segment today with another great song. This is uh, not a song, but with a poem. This is uh, Floyd and Valerie doing Where the Ponies Come to Drink. How did you talk him into doing this with you? It's pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, we we love to do poetry together at gatherings, and people love it. Um. You know, it, it's just we hold hands and look at each other, and it's just one of those special things. Well, I'm sure it is, and uh, and it's been great, great to have you join us today on the Campfire Cafe. And please tell Floyd Heidi for us. I will. I will. It's All been right. an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. This is where the ponies come to drink. We'll be back in just a moment. Up in northern Arizona. There's a ranger trail that passes through a mesa like a fairy lake with pines upon its brink. And across the trail a stream runs, all but hidden in the grasses, till it finds an emerald hollow where the ponies come to drink. Out they fling across the mesa, wind-blown manes and forelocks dancing. Blacks and sorrels, bays and pintos, wild as eagles' eyes agleam. From their hooves the silver flashes, burning beads and arrows glancing through the bunch grass and the grama as they cross the little stream. Down they swing as if pretending in their orderly disorder 
that they stopped to hold a powwow just to rally for the charge. Which will take them close to sunset, 20 miles across the border. Then the leader sniffs and drinks, with four feet planted on the marsh. One by one, each head is lowered, till a yearling nips another, and the playful interruption starts an eddy in the band. Snorting, squealing, plunging, wheeling, round they circle in a smother of the muddy spray. Nor pause till they find the firmer land. My old cow horse, he runs with them, turned him loose for good last season. Eighteen years hard work his record, and he's earned his little rest. And he's taking it by playing, acting proud and with good reason. Though he starched a little forward, he can fan it with the best. Once I called him, almost caught him, when he heard my spur change jingle. Then he eyed me some reproachful as if making up his mind. Seemed to say, well, if I have to. But you know, I'm living single. And so I laughed. And in just a minute, he was pretty hard to find. Some folks wouldn't understand it, writing lines about a pony. For a cow horse is just a cow horse. Nothing else most people think. But for 18 years, your partner, wise and faithful, such a crony seems worth watching for a spell down where the ponies come to drink. It's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Stay with us. We'll be back with our special guest today, Miss Tammy Worley, after this. Grass ain't six bucks a bale now, back feet is up again. The beans and ramen noodles are the same. The shoe is wanting cash now, and grass is getting thin. But the pasture's starting back now from that rain. Payments aren't too bad on my fancy two-horse plan. Sure as dandy hobbing to the trail. I'm living in a single wire to afford the things I can. Just found another vet bill in the mail. I'm pulling on to the end of my road. Drummer, it just gallops along Cause I'm a horse lover Drummer, it just gallops along Cause I'm a horse lover Horse lover I am a throw your leg over Horse lover 
that honest look in wise brown liquid eyes. I hear good morning nickered from my friend. I know I did right to make the sacrifice, and in a heartbeat I do it all again. I'm holding. Gallops along his army That I'm a certifiably, undeniably won't recover. Can I hear an amen? Amen. That's Mary Kay Holt, and the song is Horse Lover. Welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt, and in Albuquerque, New Mexico, our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. And we're going to welcome to the show now the program and event manager, Miss Tammy Worley with the Mustang Heritage Foundation. Hey, Tammy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today, Gary. Well, we are tickled to have you join us, and uh, for our audience out there around the world that's listening today, excuse me, if they aren't familiar with the Mustang Heritage Foundation, tell us a little bit about what their mission is and what they do. Yeah, I would love to, Gary. So, you know, Mustang Heritage Foundation, uh, what we do is we partner with the Bureau of Land Management, and we work to find um, good homes for the excess wild horses that are gathered out from the range. And um, we, we help them with that pro- through different programs that we have, and one of those happens to be a program that's coming up soon. But, um, you know, there are a lot of, of excess horses out there that need homes, and um, that is our goal. That's our mission behind Mustang Heritage Foundation. And um, we have been very successful in that program over many years now. Well, and you mentioned an event that's coming up. We're going to talk about that just a little little bit in a moment, but uh, Mustang Heritage Foundation helps to find homes for these 50,000-plus horses that are in government holding facilities, and uh, and I like the, I like the uh, logo or message with Mustang Heritage Foundation, and that is bringing Mustangs home, and so I think that's mm-hmm. kind of a cool way to phrase it, uh, but yeah, Mustang Heritage like- Foundation, yeah, go ahead. We love to help people do that, as, you know, through all of these different ways that we offer. And, um, you know, currently there are uh, approximately 88,000 horses out in the wild that, you know, I don't think people are aware that that is um, they own those horses because it is their tax dollars helping um, take care of those horses. And um, close to 60,000 now in holding facilities. So that is um, what we work to help find homes for are those 60,000 horses through the things that we offer. Yeah. 
So one of the programs that the Mustang Heritage Foundation has is called their Trainers Incentive Program, and uh, and that's a really cool program. Can you just address that for us for just a moment? I sure can. So uh, tip training for us is called Trainer Incentive Program, and uh, we currently have over 300 tip trainers um, that do placement of uh, wild horses. They work to gentle those horses. Um, and then find homes for those. Um, at the time that they're gentle, they are um, not training them to be ridden. They're training them to, to work to that next level, of course. But they can be uh, loaded in a trailer. They can be led around um, on a halter. They can, um, you know, have their feet trimmed, um, different things like that, so that that way um, they're gentle enough to start handling them when someone does adopt them from that tip trainer. Okay. Okay. All right, and then one of the programs that Mustang Heritage Foundation is famous for is the Extreme Mustang Makeovers, and the next one is coming up in Fort Worth, Texas, September the 8th through the 10th. And and I'm just going to tell everybody right now, this lady is the one responsible for putting this fantastic event on. So tell us a little bit about what the Extreme Mustang makeover is and what people can see when they come. Okay, yes, I would love to, Gary. Um, so the Extreme Mustang Makeover is um, an event that we put on, and what happens is 100 uh, days before the event takes place, trainers pick up a wild horse. We, we work to get them approved um, so that they can uh, pick up a wild horse and take it back to their um, facility. They um, work to train that horse over the course of the 100 days, and they come back and compete with us to show the versatility um, and rideability of these horses. And we actually even do that with youth as well. Um, they compete in different classes, and I can go over what some of those classes are. And it really does help and show, you know, our fans and our spectators, um, you know, what can be done with a wild horse in a 100-day time frame. Um, it's certainly not done to push a horse too far. Um, you know, some, sometimes our horses don't make it all the way to competition, but they're adopted out instead, which is a wonderful thing as well. And that's what we're always working towards is making sure that those horses all have a home at the end of the, the day. And so the classes that we offer um, are um, the adults have certain classes and the youth have other classes. The youth classes are only an in-hand class, so they, they don't actually ride their yearlings, of course. Um, but they still get to compete with us, which is exciting. So um, the adults have a handling and conditioning class, and the handling and conditioning basically shows, you know, that the horse can be handled. It can be let go in a round pen, and they can catch it again. It can be loaded in and out of a trailer, pick up its hooves. You can groom it. All those things are very important to show, you know, that that, that, that first step has been done and done correctly. And so then um, – you know, they have a, a couple of other classes that we consider preliminary that determines who will go to our top 10 event on Saturday night. And um, so they do a trail class and a Mustang maneuvers class. And um, those scores added up determine who will be in our top 10 for Saturday night, which is a very exciting time. And um, it's always anticipation to see who's going to make that top 10. And uh, that's when we get to do the fun evening event which is the freestyle 
and see what everyone brings to show that their horse has done that's special. Um, you know, we'll see anything from horses uh, learning to lay down, sit down. Um, we've seen trick riding. We've seen all kinds of amazing things happen with these horses in a 100-day in a time frame. Bobby, have you got any questions that you want to ask? Amy? Oh, I just think it's always so interesting. <laughs> I'm actually taking I'm actually taking notes. So I guess I'm being quiet as I'm <laughs> listening to what you're sharing. Um, I want to just go back to the youth one for just a moment because you said that is in hand, and they they actually don't um, at least they don't have to ride uh, when they show at this event. Can can they on their own with the horses the horse during the hundred days? Can they progress to ride, or are they really kind of discouraged to do that? That That's a great question, actually. No, they are actually not allowed to ride the horse within oh. their um, time frame of training um, because what they're adopting is a yearling to a two-year-old. And so, you know, the adults are adopting an adult horse. The youth are only adopting a yearling. And so oh. um, they're coming to competition just to show what they have taught that horse in hand. And I will tell you, from experience that those are some of the best well-trained um, yearlings I've ever seen. And um, mm. it's quite exciting to see what these horses develop into as adults because so much time has been spent with them by the youth. And that's so exciting, you know, that they really get that time and commitment from these youth that some of them spending five and six hours, you know, a day, um, mm -hmm. you know, on these, on these horses and spending all that quality time with them. So do you find that um, when the opportunity comes to adopt adopt the horses out at the end of the event, do a lot of the, um, I guess, across the board, is it hard for them to say goodbye to the horse, or do they, do they adopt? <laughs> well, it certainly can be. Now, the youth, they all keep their horses. Um, I think oh, there would be do. a lot of tears. Uh, a lot of tears shed if they had to let go of theirs. So okay. for sure, that is, that attachment is there um, for sure, and it's a it's a great thing for us to see how they build those relationships with those yearlings. And um, you know, we've seen a lot of those horses go on to be some amazing animals and compete in other areas. You know, um, that that is really um, fun to follow their story as they grow and as they become adults. And then we see some of those kiddos come back and do our adult competition which is even cooler, you know, to see how they've gone from being a youth competitor and then, you know, they come back to start being an, an adult competitor as well. So that's really neat. And, um, you know, the adults, they do um, auction off their horses at the end. That is, you know, um, a, an important piece of it, but some of them do um, bid on their horse to get it back, of course. And, I, you know, I can certainly understand that from being a horse lover myself, especially on the Mustang <laughs> end of it. So, um, you know, it's, it's hard to let them go after you've spent so much time with them. But it's all mm -hmm. for an amazing uh, cause, and everyone comes together. And, you know, they, I always say that all of our, you know, Mustang trainers are a family, and, you know, we're all there for the same reason, to make sure that these all these beautiful horses have um, good homes. So that's the, that's the goal in mind, and uh, everyone comes to help each other and be a part of a great event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there it's are pretty three. amazing to see these horses start out from wild and in 100 days to see them under saddle. And, and doing the different activities that they're doing. It's kind of like you said, they do everything from tricks to, to uh, herding cattle 
people to climbing up on top of trailers and trucks. And I mean, it's pretty amazing to, to sit there and watch what's happened in a hundred days with these horses. And, uh, do you know, Tammy, how many, how many uh, competitors that you have this year for Fort Worth? We do. We're, I, I sure do. We're right at 100. Um, a little under half of those are youth and the other are all adults. Um, so we're really excited this year to have a big representation of our youth as well. Um, it's an exciting That's time huge. for everyone. Yeah. Yep. It's exciting and to have um, that many youth showing this year as well. And then, you know, to also see the encouragement of those adult trainers encouraging our youth and being there, helping them right alongside and, um, you know, to have that big of a group come this year is great. Um, it'll be a great show um, for the three days, and um, we can't wait. We're, we're super excited. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, for folks that can't make it to Fort Worth, uh, I think this thing is, is streamed live at some point, isn't it? So <clears throat> we, we will um, we will have um, – it won't be streamed live right at the event, but it will be being taped by the Cowboy Channel, and then it can be um, watched when they play it at a later date. So that'll be exciting okay. um, as, as well. Yep. And so we're super excited okay. to have them there with us, um, taping that and getting that out. So, um, And we'll, we'll do some highlights. We'll definitely – there'll be a lot of interviews and things going on while we're there. So be sure and watch for that. We post results. Um, you know, as quick as we have them and can let people know where, where things are. So that's exciting as well um, to follow along, even if you can't be there. Well, I have told my wife how exciting these makeovers are. And so she's definitely looking forward to seeing that. And Bobby, I remember the first time that I went to a makeover, it was at uh, uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, at the Miller Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. just amazed at what these young people the youth handlers were doing with the horses. At that time, I saw them going through rings of fire and, and all kinds of different things with, the, with their Mustangs. Now, I don't know if they still go through rings of fire, but it's pretty amazing what goes on. And then to see what's happening with them under saddle is pretty amazing as well. So it's going to be a, yeah, they, a great, great event. And we definitely have, you know, we have um, rules that they follow, um, but they still have a lot of leeway in how much um, they can do as far as their freestyle goes. It's, it's really neat to see what some of them come up with. The, the fun uh, themes that they put together for that freestyle is really neat. Um, you know, sometimes we'll even see um, someone out there completely halt, you know, no halter at liberty with their horse and seeing that horse, you know, on command you know, because the commitment and the time has been put into that, uh, building that relationship and that training. So that's exciting. Um, from some of the, the adults will do that, and, and also some of the youth will do that as well. So that's really a neat piece of it that we've seen added over the years. Um, and, you know, one I of the think things I've I even to- seen, uh, I, I think I've even seen people in costume in these events Absolutely. and the horses. Oh. Yeah. A lot of neat costumes, uh, horses with hats on and costumes and all kinds of glitter and fun things happening there. So um, lots of great props. I've seen some really cool props built over the years that um, you just would never think to see in a horse event, but they put it together and make it look amazing. And um, it's really neat to see how all of that comes together. Um, 
And one thing I wanted to mention, too, is that at that event, there will be um, wild, untrained horses and burros available for adoption as well, not just our horses at the auction. So that will also be something exciting. We partner with the Bureau of Land Management, and they bring some horses and burros there that people can adopt directly and take home uh, from the Mm. event. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And, and I understand that burrows are a pretty hot item. It's it's hard to keep burrows. So that's a You know, how can cool you not fall in love with a burrow, Gary? I mean, <laughs> I think everyone needs one, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have so many people that said, come and let me show you my ass, and I get there, and it's a burrow, and it's kind of amazing. You know, I, I have to be careful what I tell my kids I want for Christmas because, um, you know, there might be one that shows up in my front yard, but I don't think I would be upset about that. So it's definitely something I'm I'm working towards here. Oh, gosh. Everyone hey, we'll take Can a I... break. Yeah, go ahead, Bobby. No, that's ahead, okay. Bobby. I'll When we come back. Well, okay. I just wanted to, to take a moment to say that. Okay. You, you you go ahead and well, go ahead and play songs. No, okay. no, 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 no. Go on. This oh, okay. is serious. Go, well, ahead. We were, go ahead and ask your question. Uh, while we were talking about youth, um, the website, by the way, is just really terrific. I always enjoy spending time on this website. And under programs is where listeners can find some of the things that we're, we've been talking about. Um, but the final uh, option on the drop-down menu is youth and Mustangs. And you have a lot of really great learning kind of information from history of Mustangs and on to lessons and activities. Um, so if you're, um, you've got a horse lover at home or you're homeschooling or you just want to know more about this, even if you're an adult, this is really great information under um, youth, youth, uh, youth, youth, and Mustangs under the programs drop-down menu. Really good. Yes, and, and that's all that's, I wanted to say. Great, that's a great point <laughs> that you make, um, Bobby, about that. That you know, we really do work to educate our young people, and um, you know, get out to the schools. Um, our director of education, she goes out to the schools a lot, um, Ann Souders, and visits with the kids and to the FFA programs. We've had full FFA mm-hmm. programs um, adopt horses and compete in our extreme messing makeovers, compete in our tip challenges. And uh, we love to see that, that we've had, you know, full groups of them um, as a team really get together and adopt their horses and work on them together. And that's really exciting. So any way that we can educate our young people about this, um, we want them involved because they're the next generation. So of of horse adopters for sure. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Sure, sure. There we go. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to a great song by Miss Junie Fisher called "A Horse Like You." And when we come back, we'll be talking more with Tammy Worley today on Saddle Up. <laughs> Thank you. 
to have a horse like you When I say let's go for a ride You go along And I'm singing while I ride You like my song You got shoulders I can lean on You're a pal and pulls me through I'm mighty lucky I'll admit I've had some horses I've traded ships and souls But you're the one and only horse I'll ride till I get old event and program manager. And uh, Tammy, let's talk a little bit about the uh, America's Mustang trailer that will be at Fort Worth. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, Gary. So we have a virtual reality trailer that travels around, and um, that trailer will be available there during the event for folks to come through um, and learn a lot about the wild horses and how we um, help with that. And then also we have the virtual reality uh, glasses that people put on, and they can actually be uh, standing out in the in a herd of wild horses when they have those on. And it's really quite an experience. Um, I definitely recommend uh, people coming to the show that they come by and, and walk through that trailer, get some better education about what's going on with our wild horses. And um, it also will show people how they can get involved how they can help. Um, of course, this event is one of those ways, and um, it's just a really neat education trailer that we have, and that is, again, that's Ann Chowders who um, runs that trailer for us and does just a phenomenal job of educating people all across the country. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've had those goggles on, Bobby, and it's like you are right there, right in the middle mm-hmm. of a herd of Mustangs. Wow. So it's it's, a, it's wow. a pretty cool deal. That yeah, you, you is, you're going to reach out to touch one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. So the Extreme Mustang Makeover is taking place in Fort Worth, Texas.
Texas at the Will Rogers Coliseum. The date on that is September the 8th through the 10th. And you can, the event is free until the finals on Saturday night. And uh, you can go ahead and order tickets now for the finals. Visit mustangheritagefoundation.org. And, uh, and you can order your tickets right there. So that is going to be a pretty, pretty cool deal. And uh, we'll look forward yeah, to seeing you there. We'll be at the booth. So if you want to come by and say hi, we're going to be there at the Mustang Heritage Foundation booth there in Texas. Uh, yeah, Tammy, Jay, real quickly, go ahead. A few things I wanted to mention about that is also on our website are the instructions for the auction and how um, they can – you know, come and actually bid on a horse if they're looking for their next um, partner, uh, riding partner. That would be an amazing way to to um, have a new horse. And they can come to the all three days and kind of watch those horses compete, um, really be watching for what horse is, is for them. And then on, on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock, we will auction off all of the horses that did not make the top ten, all the adult horses, and then – after the top 10 on Saturday night, we auction off the last 10 that were from the top 10 finals. So it is a very, very mm-hmm. exciting time seeing people raise those paddles. And um, you'll see people crying and yelling and screaming that they got the horse they were in love with. So oh. <laughs> it's exciting. Yes. Well, it is an awesome event. We are about to run out of time. So one of the things that we want to do, Tammy, is we'll have to have you come back. Because okay. uh, in January, we have the Mustang Magic that's going to be taking place in Fort Worth again. And so we will want to talk a little bit about that as we get closer to that time. And and I will mention that the Extreme Mustang Makeovers uh, take place in different parts of the country. So we just finished one in Ocala, Florida. I believe that was, what, April? Mm-hmm. Yes, when that, that occurred? was in April. Yeah, Correct. yeah. So uh, you don't have to go to Texas to see an extreme Mustang makeover and, and see these horses and the riders and uh, and bid on a Mustang. But we encourage you to go and visit mustangheritagefoundation.org. dot org. And uh, instead of listening to Tammy, you can actually see her picture on that website as well. So that's a pretty cool deal. Pretty cool deal. Tammy, you have been a great guest. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you all for having me, and we look forward to seeing more people out at the the Mustang Makeover coming up in September. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, and that's September the 8th through the 10th again. And, again, go visit MustangHeritageFoundation.org, and you can get all of the information on that as well. Tammy, thank you so much. Thank you all. All right. Let's take a listen to A Fine Horse by Mr. Clint Bradley. We'll be back in just a moment. There's a dream for sale, but the price is high. There's a dream in me The jealous won't die When the sun sinks down low In the western sky I began to dream 
I begin to cry And it's calling Calling And it's calling To me There's a letter written Deep in my soul I wonder Will it be delivered Before I'm too old Riding a fine horse Through new country Tonight And the dream Gets stronger As the years Hurry by And it's cold It's going to me When it's moonlight and shadows That's my cowboy time I dream of a life That could never Mustang Makeover in Fort Worth, uh, September 8th to the 10th. My wife will be performing there for that event, as well as singing the national anthem. So it would be an opportunity to to hear Mary Kay, and, um, and we'll be at the Mustang Heritage Foundation booth there at that event. Man, it's a lot of fun, Bobby, to see what happens mm-hmm. with these horses. Oh. In a hundred days. A hundred days. Yeah, hundred days. Well, when we were talking with Tammy and 
and she mentioned um, that at this event, the horses will be picked up for the January Mustang Magic, Magic. and I thought, so 100 days, so September 10th, and then, so 100 days is already It won't be long. No. It won't be long. <laughs> won't be long. Well, we we had a great time visiting with Randy Houston today and Valerie Beard, and and those are such neat people to visit and talk with. And uh, be sure and and visit their website or their Facebook page or other social media. Randy Houston's "Time Like These" is a great great album, and be sure and order that. And Valerie Beard, her her premiere album. Her first album, No mm-hmm. Better Life, and just climbed right to the charts at number one. So take that, Floyd. But, uh, just kidding. Just kidding. That's pretty cool. That is I think he cool. can handle it, actually. I, th- I think so. I think so. But anyway, so it's been a fun show today. Um, how is your new show going? Rendezvous with a writer? Oh, we're having great fun. Rendezvous with a writer. We're having great fun tonight's guest has written a book called Haley and the Hot Flashes. It's really fun. It's about a country music group. Um, It's just a really, really fun book. And interesting, um, there is a reference to Girls Next Door. And um, and that's why I was um, asking you a little bit earlier today for contact information with uh, for Doris um, Doris Merritt. Anyway, um, fun book. We're having we're having a ball. Uh, oh, that's really, great. really delightful. Yeah. And, and that Jones is on, on LA Talk Radio. LATalkradio.com. Yep. Okay. LATalkradio.com to listen live audio at um, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, or you can go to LA Talk Radio's Facebook page. And at 6 p.m. again Pacific Time, we stream live right onto the Facebook page. Um, right, and then so there'll be podcast o'clock. links for afterwards. Mm-hmm. Six okay. o'clock. Six o'clock Pacific, seven o'clock Mountain, eight o'clock uh, here in right. the Central Time Zone, or nine o'clock if you're listening in the East Coast. So anyway, that's right. Congratulations on starting that new show. Uh, I want to mention real quickly Rendezvous 2022, Equestrian Legacy Radio's Rendezvous 2022, taking place in. Uh, uh, Winchester, Tennessee at the Circle of Guest Ranch, 120 miles of trails to ride on, uh, music concerts by tremendous award-winning performers, and on, on Saturday, October the 1st, we have Craig Cameron's Extreme Cowboy Race that will be taking place, and that is a regional championship for them. And so uh, all of that is fun and free, and it's to benefit the uh, Mustang Heritage Foundation. And uh, the concert on Saturday night, if you are a camper there, uh, there is no charge. Outside of that, we'll have the tickets up on Eventbrite. If you're anywhere in the area and want to come concert on Saturday night, you can buy tickets on Eventbrite starting September 1st, which is just next week. That's September. will be here, Bobby. Oh, I know. It's hard hard to believe. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow. Well, do you have any closing thoughts for us today? 
Learn everything you can, anytime you can, from anyone you can. There will always come a time when you will be grateful you did. That's a good thought. I'm grateful every day for every little bit of thing that I can learn. And and my wife certainly is working on teaching me something every day. Make up the bed clean the dishes, <laughs> you know, all of those, <laughs> all of those little things. Well, it's been a fun show today. We invite you to join us next Thursday at noon central standard time for the campfire cafe, followed by saddle up America. And we remind you that you can listen to the, all the shows on a podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple podcast, iTunes, and our website at equestrianlegacy.net. You can find out more about Rendezvous 2022 by visiting our website at equestrianlegacy.net. Just click on Rendezvous in the menu bar. And uh, we're going to close out the show today with a great song from Miss Lacey J. Dalton. It's called Run Mustang Run. Bobby, we'll see you next week. Every morning now While they watch the bus stand